Hey, welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are real-life zookeepers, and each week we'll be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and every single thought and opinion we have is our own. So with that, let's get grimy. Take two. (laughs) (laughs) Take two. For everyone who isn't Flora or Fauna, we recorded this episode two days ago. And it didn't record. <laughs> I was so, tempted to leave it as like a lost episode. Uh, just, like we would just post tantalizing uh, tastes of what was to come and then just never post it. Or just post only like the part that did record, which was my drunken cackling. <laughs> That's That was also an option. Because for something <laughs> that came through loud and clear. <laughs> Piece it together, folks. Good luck. I was wine drunk. I had a hangover the next day. I... Like, wanted to throw up the whole day at work. <laughs> oh, awful. wine joke is the worst, too. It hits you hard. You just feel like you're, like, a shriveled little raisin. You're yeah. Like, <laughs> and I need, like, I was so dehydrated, and I left my chapstick at home, so all day I, I literally no. was a raisin. No. It was bad for me. Flora the raisin. And I did, I drank all that wine for nothing, because that episode is in the abyss. <laughs> It was a cursed episode. It was never meant to hear our beautiful, blessed listeners' ears. Well, how was your week, despite the fact that we had a cataclysmic meltdown with this episode? I love technology so much. It's the best. It never goes wrong. It never fails me, and it's always reliable. (laughs) Uh, My week has been great. I am going to reiterate the story that I told in the previous episode or recording i I already forgot it because i was drunk so just perfect it'll be (laughs) a whole new world then all right the other night here's the deal guys the other night i made a big ass pot of chili mac it's one of my favorite foods in the whole world and i was so excited about it and it was like rainy and cold it was the perfect food anyways i ate it i ate a bunch (laughs) of it i was super full i'm hanging out on the couch watching tv and i walk into my kitchen and my dirty ass cat is on the counter. His fat ass is like neck deep in Ew. my pot of chili mac. And he's just snarfing it down as quickly as he possibly can. I hate him. He was stealing my macaroni. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was so enraged. Like I felt like a like just fury come over me. I was like, mm. no. Mm. Um, he, so he ran away. Yeah, he ran away, but he had a, a macaroni in his mouth when he ran away, and he dropped it, and then he stopped and tried to go back for it, and was like, ah, da, 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 like trying to eat it as quickly as possible, and I was like, no, you leave it. Um, I can picture so him he ran away. like scurrying. He's so big that it's like, yes. <laughs> like you know how pets do. They know when they're not supposed to eat something, and then they're found out, and they're just like, I better eat it as quick as possible. Yes. <laughs> like they're ready to die for that like thing that they stole. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, he took off. I come in here to record, and he is, like, chilling behind me. Well, first off, he takes a massive dump, and it stinks, like, horrible, because that's what he always does when I set up this my stuff to record. I don't know if me recording is his cue to, like, take a monster shit. Probably. But it is now. Yeah. Anyways, he did that, and then he was, like, trying to be all cute and love up on me. No. And, like, be a little sweet boy. And he was laying behind me. Uh, But the entire premise of this story is that... I got new headphones. Thank you, patrons. We used some of the funding that our patrons sent us uh, to improve the audio quality of our podcast. So if you guys have been hearing echoes in previous recordings, Flora and I are aware and we're working on it. Hopefully there's no more. Well, we worked on it. 
Yeah, so like these (laughs) should fix it. We should be good to go. So anyways, I was trying out my new headphones, like test run. I've got them on. They're really cushy and nice, and they are really nice and like noise canceling too. So anyways, I just happened to look behind myself in the middle of recording like five minutes later, and this asshat has barfed on the carpet a softball-sized pile of chewed-up macaroni. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, ew, like literally right behind me. However, I didn't hear it because I have these amazing headphones on. So this joker's just like Uh, vomiting behind me, and I'm like, do-do-do, don't care. Everything's great. God. So not only did he eat my food, my favorite food, he but he barfed it. it behind me. Exactly. He didn't even savor it. He just hawked it down and then he hawked it back up. If he had kept that in, though, he would have been constipated for evs. Why? Well, no, I probably would have killed him. But at the same time, like, <laughs> so ungrateful. It's the audacity. The absolute audacity of it. I couldn't believe that. And because his, like, dirty lips were in my pot of Chili Mac, there was no way that I could save that. I was like, no, I know you were just, like, whisker deep in your anus. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Ugh. He's the worst, but he's so cute. (laughs) But he's the worst. Anywho, how was your week? Mine was good. I walked around for Pokemon Community Day, and I caught 13 shiny Totodiles. So, fuck all of you. Also, none of you can be my Pokemon Go friend, so don't ask, because the Pokemon Go ID is my real life name. <laughs> Uh-oh. So. Out there? Without here? Um, also, in other news, Ariana Grande got an Eevee tattoo, like, today or yesterday, which Holy is very shit. important. Um, also, I did log on- <laughs> Topical as, news alert. <laughs> I did log on as our Keeper Chat Instagram to like the egg on Instagram. Which is yes. now the official world record holder, so I had to put in my part. I did my personal one, and then I logged into Keeper Chat and was like, Keeper Chat also likes this egg. <laughs> Hell yes. And then my last bit of weekly news was that everyone's amazing, and we had posted on the internet that yes. BuzzFeed is doing nominations for like top podcasts listened to in 2019. And they do this, I guess, for the past five years every year. And so we asked our listeners if they would do that and if they would recommend us then we would give them a shout out and so many people have done it and have emailed us and have like commented on that website and if you're interested there's still until the 18th so when you hear this you'll have like basically four more days to go um so if you're interested please email or comment the link is on our profile but literally just type in buzzfeed podcast nominations 2018 and you'll see it um so mm-hmm. i wanted to give a shout out to these 22 people that have, yeah. I think it's 22, um, that have already nominated us. These are, so this is our top top tier fans. These are our favorite fans. So if you want to get on the yes. list of favorite fans, you better nominate. Otherwise, you're going to be on the, the B list, the B team. You're on the, the list of poopy fans. There are poop fans and then there's good fans. Which list uh-huh. do you want to be on? Uh-huh. Okay, we've got Ian P, Kara O, Taylor G, Angela D, Danielle R, Raven H, Jenny G, Gabrielle L, Randy E, Ryan F, Kayla F, Amy J, Ashley L, Ethan F, Greg B, Jennifer M, <laughs> Crystal E, Amanda S, Sam W, Akshara P, Maggie M, Maribel L. <gasps> yes. I feel like I'm like casting a spell on these people <laughs> like, <laughs> sounded like a hex i'm saying so many names um why did you, you why, 
Why'd you start giggling in the middle? Because what was that about? You got a secret? Some people like have like I just stole their names off the internet, and so like I don't know if it's like a hyphenated name or if that's their middle name. Like, should I say that initial? Uh, should I not say that initial? So I'm just like winging it. Mm-hmm. I'm chicken winging it. Oh, ain't no thing but chicken wing. But thank you so much. We love you, A team. Yeah, that's really awesome. You guys are so great, and thanks for doing that. And, and we're really hoping, of course, that we get on that list. But if we don't, it's still great uh, publicity, and <laughs> it's still a yeah. means for people who are maybe looking for new stuff to find us. So yeah, it should but bring want... more people into our greasy little family. God, can you imagine? It's gonna be a grease ball up in here. Everyone's slipping and sliding, bumping into each other, bumping uglies into each other. Oh. There's a baculum over there, fucking pseudo-penis over there. <laughs> this place is disgusting. We're starting our own Tinder. It's called <laughs> Hinder. <laughs> Your life choices. <laughs> We're sorry. Um, That's all I had. That was great. Yeah, oh, and I don't know, I think you mentioned it, but um, just to reiterate, it's open till January 18th. So yes. um, those are the people that have commented at the time of recording, if you've done so afterwards. True. We also love you. And feel free to still let us know. We, we'll give oh, you yeah. a shout-out in another Next episode. Week. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but if it, even if it's not something you're interested in doing and you know someone who listens, maybe by sharing it on your end, they might be motivated to leave a little comment and maybe nominate us a little bit. Might be nice. Because we want to be really super famous and have a bunch of money and then <laughs> yes. build, like, a new Walt Disney World except for, like... Right. Um, like in somewhere weird, like what's a weird place? Like New Mexico. Is there anything in New oh, Mexico? Oh, yeah. And then at that Disney World, there's only going to be, there's actually no people allowed. It's just for us, actually. <laughs> it's for us and people who listen to our podcast only. Entry fee is 10 dank memes. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. We're going to make our own horrible nightmare version of the Mickey Mouse ice cream popsicle things. They're going to be pretty good, but they're going to look ugly. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. know that coming in. Mm-hmm. Also, you will get sunburnt. <laughs> there's no shade. No shade. And there's probably going to be a lot of wasps, so do with that what you will. So far, there isn't anything to do, but like we're working on that. But like we're not going to have as much measles as Walt Disney World has. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> You have to be vaccinated to have entry. Sorry. Ten, oh. ten dank memes and all your vaccinations need to be up to date. <laughs> all your papers. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a release form for a field trip. <laughs> Amazing. Side note, I took a, a field trip in high school to this um, big, like, deserty kind of place. I'm not going to tell you where because you're going to know where I'm from. It's fucking but, New Mexico. It's fucking Keeper Chat sh- world. Sh- sh- maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. But anyways... <laughs> Uh, we went and this like idiot, like all of our instructors and like park ranger and stuff is like, stay on the path. All of the other paths are brittle and you'll fall to your death. This idiot like immediately like went off the path and he fell inside this like crevice of like a sand mountain and he fell like 15 feet down and all the other students had to make a, um, like a rope out of their belts to pull him out. No. (laughs) I didn't offer my belt. You should have left him there to die as he deserved. That's the boat I was in. fate. Exactly. I um I just went and ate lunch with the rest of my group. I was like, no, nah, he can fend for himself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I listened to selection. instructions. Thanks. Yeah. Anywho. 
In case you were wondering, in case you were wondering if I was an asshole from the beginning, <laughs> from the get-go. answer is yes, <laughs> indeedy. Okay, our animal of the week. I asked our patrons to send us some birds. I want to talk about their feathered friends. And yes. we got some really, really great suggestions, actually. Thank you, Everyone patrons, for writing Everyone suggested my favorite animal, and I thought maybe you yes. would try to teach me my favorite animal. I don't think I could, because I think you would just scream over me the whole time, and I it would, would be very <laughs> abrasive. Like, listen to, my, listen to my fact that I know. <laughs> exactly. You would have been like, really? Is that your fact? Are you sure? <laughs> you think it's right? <laughs> so all the patrons um, who voted for the Marabou Stork, it's coming, but it's going to be a patron-only episode. All my secrets are just for you. Ooh, cute. Anywho, they're triple A team. The the non poopers, the patrons, yeah, the scoopers is what they are. Anywho, they the bird. Is, no, in addition to being on the list, they also get roadside assistance. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. <laughs> it's it, it's um triple A team. <laughs> <laughs> I do get it. It was a very topical, <laughs> funny joke. But also, just know that the roadside assistance is from us. And, like, yes, it might yes. take a while. <laughs> yeah. Shoot me your address. I'll be there when I get there. <laughs> it might be um, maybe several weeks. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I have to get time off. Stuck up on these lies. Exactly. I got to get whatever the hell broke your car down in the first place. <laughs> got to go to the store and get that figured out. <laughs> I'll be at Sam's Club asking for car advice. I'll be at Sam's Club cruising the tires. <laughs> Catch me at Santa's Club, looking at the oil. <laughs> Anywho, oh my god. Okay, I'm ready. The bird I chose is the secretary bird. Yes, I already A big, knew that. tall, <laughs> beautiful bird. Was it a surprise to you? I am surprised. I can tell. My cat's okay. in the room making cat noises. I hope, it, my, I hope you can't hear. I hope it's cat noises. As opposed to what else? True. Human noises. <laughs> My cat's in here making human noises. What a mess. Anywho, the secretary bird. Yes, tell uh, me. Everything. Is a mostly terrestrial bird of prey found in Africa. Specifically, found in the grasslands and savanna of sub-Saharan Africa. What so a beautiful a place to live. That's a pretty big region. Uh-huh. I agree. I think it's probably very picturesque. Mm-hmm. So we talked about this before, obviously, duh, we did a whole episode about this bird, but I want to reiterate it because it's worth repeating. I also forgot literally everything. This is perfect, then. I'm glad we're redoing this. <laughs> My brain is a fart. Can you guys tell that we're so excited to record the same bird? <laughs> I love doing it twice. You know what, though? It was a good bird. Because so now anywho. all my jokes aren't going to be funny to you, and so there's just going to be like this weird dead silence from like your end when I tell Ooh. you the same joke I've already told you. I just am getting angry. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's like I lose my sense of humor. I just keep interrupting you because I'm like putting it off. Okay, just do it. Okay. Uh, domain kingdom phylum class order family genus species. We're in the class Aves. Duh. We're talking about birds. Duh. We're in the order Accipitriformes. Sure. Uh, we're in the family Sagittariidae, the genus Sagittarius, and the species Serpentarius. So let me just break that down for you. This freaking bird is known as the Sagittarius Serpentarius. <gasps> Can we get on board with the consonants that's happening there? I love it so much. He is a Sagittarius. 
I know. I love horoscopes, right? Aren't they fun? <laughs> They're so on point. I'm a Leo. What are you? That's too much information for these people to know. I will never tell you. That's it. Now, now they can hone in. <laughs> They've discovered me. She's I'm, a Leo, the missing link to the puzzle. I'm telling you, they have that little game where it's like, Mr. Rogers lives next to Susie Jean in the greenhouse, oh, yeah. but not like next that. to the not next to Henry in the green blue house. Somebody's oh. making that about us, and they're just like narrowing down with all these little facts, and they're making this little puzzle. I thought you were talking about that like online genie where you ask it or like no, it asks you fuck questions, that and then genie. it knows. That thing's really accurate, though. I'm talking about them riddles. You know how it's like. They give you them riddles. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, it's like you got a chicken and some grain and a fox no. and they can't all be in a boat together. No. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to put you and a chicken and a grain in a box. <laughs> I said a fox. I don't care. Why would I put a chicken and grain in a box? Why would you put a chicken in a fucking fox and some grain in a goddamn boat? That's the entire point. <laughs> Clearly you missed that day in school, you idiot. The Can we talk about this fox bird? would eat you the whole time. It would jump into the water and just swim away. <laughs> trick question. <laughs> I would eat them all. <laughs> I hate everything. Tell oh, me trick. No, no, no. Trick answer. The grain was poisoned the whole time. <laughs> I would the say. Boat, the boat had holes in it. It sucked. <laughs> I would say that if I had to pick a Hogwarts class, that this would be a Slytherin because it literally says Serpentarius in its name. I think you nailed it. I think that's just the coolest thing. That's definitely up there in the top ten. I wish my top, name was Serpentarius. Top five for sure of the scientific names. Can Serpentarius, I change, Serpentarius? Can I change so my good. name? Can we be Fauna and Serpentarius? I think that rolls off the tongue pretty well, right? Yeah, I sound People like a know that common super, duo. super villain. You do. <laughs> like a new age Medusa. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Uh, anywho, they have a really cool name. They I do. think we can all agree on that. Let's move on. <laughs> I said they're found in sub-Saharan Africa. Yes. They're non-migratory birds. <gasps> so while they do follow their food around, they don't actually leave the place they live to follow that food. They just, nice. I mean, the lazy man's bird. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I like it. Uh, they can be found in a variety of habitats, but the grasslands and savannas are the majority of the places that they're found, and that's for a very specific purpose, which we'll talk about when it comes to their hunting techniques a little bit later. Um, but they do spend some time roosting and nesting in the acacia trees at night. Beautiful. Um, which are those beautiful African trees that we all know and love. And, yeah, they spend most of their time on the ground. So let's get into what they actually look like. So I know you up. love – yeah, I know you love a big, long bird. So oh, God, uh, do I. They really get me just going. Yeah. They are extremely recognizable. They're mm-hmm. a large bird, and they stand between uh, four to five feet tall-ish Insane. on the outside. That's big. Uh-huh. They weigh between, like, five to 11 pounds. Or, yeah, five to 11 pounds, anywhere in there. So Can we say really tall, that it's the those first times that we recorded, you asked me to guess their weight, and I guessed nine, which is perfectly in the range. I don't yeah, want to miss out on that. That I was right for one single time. You got credit. You can die now. <laughs> I gave myself credit. Time to die. <laughs> time to die. Uh, but they 
can have um, they can have some, of course, height discrepancies between the males and females. Although there's not a ton of sexual dimorphism, okay. Um, but then their wingspan can get pretty big as well. It can be between um, like five to six and a half feet. So that's pretty big. That's a big bird. But anywho, um, they're pretty light. They got them hollow bones. They're made of feathers. They're basically birds are mostly air and like <laughs> attitude. Made so. of feathers. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. Like all they are is just like flight and like i don't know sass i guess mm. i think i was better yeah. when i said air and attitude before <laughs> and attitude air and attitude that's a bird for you okay. add them up you get a bird but okay so as far as what they look like they have uh really really long skinny legs beautiful from like the knee down <clears throat> excuse me is Sort of that, like, scaly naked bird leg, which mm-hmm. we all know and love. Mm-hmm. From the knee up to, like, just over the butt is what looks like black pantaloons. Like, That's, like, capris. for real not a knee, though. You know that, right? That that's mm-hmm. not a knee. I know, but okay, we all know what I'm talking about. Do we, do though? Wanna... Because most people don't know. Okay, well, why don't you jump in? God, I'm so glad I didn't do the marabou stork. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, okay, birds have knees. For some reason, people think birds don't have knees, but bird legs, quote unquote, bend backwards, but that's because it's not their knees. We're seeing its ankle. Okay. So the, like, hawk, the little, like, eh, the bendy bit, eh, 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 that is its ankle. So the knees okay. are in the bird. You can't see them. Secret knees. Yeah, secret knees. So don't say their knees bend backwards, because they don't. Okay, so their, at the ankle... Their ankles bend forwards. <laughs> weird. So the ankle, from the ankle up, is where you get these, like, cute, slick black capris. Yes. And then, above that, it's a grayish-white, um, all the way up through the top of their head, which turns to, a like, a moderate gray color. Okay. And then they have, like, the beautiful, like, pink and bright orange, like, smoky eye and, they, like, oh, winged yes. eyeliner. And, like, an the, eagle face. The ombre. The ombre. It's but the so ombre. trendy. And then beyond that, they have these, like, black um, feathers that, like, shoot out of the back of their head. And they can, like, fan out in this really cool display. So they look badass as hell. They do. I That gray color is, like, on point. That's a good color. It's like a dusty gray. I like yeah. it so much. I feel like I had a bridesmaid's dress once. <laughs> it was that color. Oh my god! It looked so good on me. <laughs> yes, I I know exactly what you're talking about. You did. It looks beautiful. Yes. It's a really good. It's a very flattering color. <laughs> did you have an orange and yellow smoky eye? I don't recall. No, I missed out. You know what? I should have. On retrospect, missed it. You should have. If I could go back in time and change one thing about my life, it would be that. I would have looked amazing. But like I said, the sexes look pretty similar. Um, the chicks, of course, look a little bit different. And if you get Whoa, a chance, definitely. Just, we can't just glaze over the firework shooting out of its skull. You mentioned it like in passing. Well, I'm coming back to it. Okay, I'm okay, get, okay. I'm getting, okay. All the, getting all the little bits out of the way. Okay, cool. Um, if you guys get a chance to look up the what the chicks look like, of course, like all bird babies look hysterical. Babies. They're like the size and proportion of the parent, but they're all like floofy and like emo. I love them so much. But anyways, they are, like, fluffy versions of their parents. It's really cute. So, yeah, Adorbs. the little um, plumage on the back of their head is striking. And, like I said, they can kind of, like, 
erect those feathers in different directions to make sort of like a big like headdress crown sort yes. of situation which is part of like mating displays and part of hunting and just part of like looking good great. on the daily mm-hmm. yeah i think we could all take a page out of their book in that regard like really they went for a bold look even for like a during the day look they've got like their their like cool crown and they've yeah. got their smoky eye and their winged eyeliner but because of their body proportions a lot of people have said that from distance or uh, while they're in flight, they resemble a crane more mm. so than a bird of prey. But they are, in yes. fact, a bird of prey. I and totally they are, see that. Yeah. They are related to uh, kites, hawks, vultures, and harriers. So they're part of that diurnal raptor See, I group. never would have, like, guessed that. I know. It's crazy. You'd think they're more of, like, a stork or a crane, which or those long legs, man. I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, bird? What are you doing with those chopstick leagues? It's a beautiful bird, though. I love looking at this thing. I know. I can't stop. So cute. Yeah, you got me started. <laughs> I, can't, I just can't stop. <laughs> uh, but they... Um, okay, so they're birds of prey. But unlike a lot of birds of prey, they are mostly terrestrial. So if you right. remember when we talked about the falcon, and I think a couple others, we talked about how most... Birds of prey hunt via the sky. Like, they'll, like, search the area, or they'll swoop Mm -hmm, and catch things in mm -hmm, midair, or they'll mm -hmm. swoop down and catch it on the ground, whatever. The secretary bird, being a terrestrial bird, for the most part, will hunt on foot. And they have a very specific method of hunting, which is really (laughs) cool and sassy. (laughs) So, um, the adults will hunt in pairs. They form monogamous pairs. And so, the male and female will hunt together. And they will kind of, like, strut around their habitat and, like, stalk through the bush. This is very important that they're in the open savanna or the open grasslands because mm-hmm. um, they need to be able to see what they're looking at. And if there's a lot of shrubbery or whatever, they're not going to be able to see it, which is right. why they ain't a lot of secretary birds in the woods. That's the moral. <laughs> but they can eat a lot of different stuff from insects to small mammals, anywhere from, like, mouse size all the way up to a hare or a mongoose size. Nice. They can eat crustaceans if they're on a coastal region. They can eat a number of different reptiles, um, tortoises, lizards, snakes, and they can also eat bird eggs and other small birds. One really cool thing, too, outside of their normal interesting hunting method, which I'll get into in a sec, mm-hmm. is they're very intelligent, like all birds of prey are. They fucking but they have the they Yeah, but smart. they have the foresight to seek out brush fires and wait until they burn out and then go and, like, see if there's, like any dead stuff in there so they'll just like hang out next to a fire so like actual literal arsons because don't they say like arsons start a fire and then like they always come back like they're like little fire bugs yeah exactly i mean you see them there and you're like you probably show up to the scene and they're like oh look at this fire this has been burdened it's like you started you did it it was you um they're literally the bird version of that girl from that meme where she's like the house is ablaze behind her and she's like (laughs) peeking at the camera and then, like, you, she turns around and there's, like, a, like, scurrying mouse, like, in her mouth. Exactly. We're gonna, we're gonna make one of those memes. For a this. charred, <laughs> charred fucking mouse, like, coming out of the house directly exactly. into her awaiting mouth. Like, mm, I was ready for that. Uh, but they hey, can, yum, yum. on occasion, also hunt um, larger mammals, but it's pretty rare that they're gonna do that. Because if you remember, they're between 5 and 11 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not gonna work. Uh, but they have been seen to take out... Young sick gazelles and oh, tiny fuck. little cheetah cubs. Oh my! Mm, why? Uh. I mean, it's few and far between. Okay, let's get into how they hunt because it's amazing. It's so the amazing. monogamous pairs 
are going to, like, suck through their habitat, and they're going to, like, strut around with their big, long legs. Uh, And uh, then uh, when uh. they see their prey, whatever it may be, they will kind of, like, of course, slow their steps down, but they'll, like, hone in on it because they have very, very keen eyesight. And it's, in fact, so keen that researchers have determined that they're able to almost, like, predict where the animal's going next, which is very cool, like... Obviously, you have to do that if you're a predator. You have to have some sort of foresight. Right. But their eyesight is so good that they, like, even minute changes that would normally go unnoticed by other animals, they're able to, like, use that to predict the next movement of their prey. What? Yeah. They're just, like, very, very perceptive. Future, then, is what you're saying. A little bit. Got a little bit of foresight going on there. But they uh, will watch their prey, and then when they get up close to it, they'll flip out their wings super far and wide, and they'll flip up the plumage on their heads, so it's just like this beautiful, horrifying like dinosaur above you. And then they use their big, long legs to stomp the shit out of their prey. They just like stomp it until it's dead. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's they so cool. They just are a velociraptor, though. That's the thing. You're right. The shape they, and then, like, the leg power. The power yeah. of the leg of the chopstick. <laughs> that leg power. It's unreal. There's no they comparison. Can, they can catch their prey by chasing it down and, like, striking it with their bill. But okay. they're known for that, like, power kick. That, like, thunder thigh that yeah. just, like, explodes their prey on the ground. Like, watching videos of them, of them kick, they, like, kick so fast that it's almost like they don't want to touch what they're trying to kill. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like ew, like, yucky. Ew, ew, just die, God. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it really is, like, if you find a bug in your house and it scares you and you're like, oh, oh shit. No. <laughs> Ow. Just get out of here already. Um, yeah, but they, it's been said that this method of hunting is most commonly seen when they're hunting lizards or snakes probably because those animals are so quick um yeah and they can like really skedaddle out of any situation so the birds have to be really on it but uh they um they did a bunch of studies on it and with i believe it i'm not sure what zoo it was at but it was definitely like a secretary bird that was living in a some sort of zoo or research setting but they trained them to strike at a rubber snake that they offered to it and in doing so, they would also put that rubber snake on top of a force plate that they could use to measure the force at which their foot hits. And they found the force but that the secretary bird strikes the snake with is equal to five times the bird's own body weight. I'd say. And remember, they don't weigh that much, but the fact that their leg is literally like a piece of angel hair pasta, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Piece and it's probably, like, <laughs> as dainty as that. Angel-haired pasta. <laughs> like, it's literally, like, a wisp of hair. And they're just like, pow, pow! And they blast that thing. Um, what they also found, which was really cool, was that the contact period, the point at which the foot hits the force plate, or the prey, in this case, is only 10 to 15 milliseconds. God, if I, I can believe. even comprehend that. So not only are they, like, exerting a crazy amount of force on this thing, but they're also doing it in, like, negative amount of time and so all of a sudden this like this snake's just like duh like i guess i'm dead now i don't remember it happening but i am <laughs> i saw this like weird shape angel yeah over me <laughs> and gobbled. smacked in the goddamn face so hard i died <laughs> yeah and um they think that because like this short contact time with their foot in the prey is what um helps lead into their amazing visual targeting 
system. Mm. Mm. Like, that's that kind of lends to it. So it all goes together, but pretty cool. I just, like, I can't get over their legs. It's nuts. I know. Like, I can't, I can't stomp that hard. <laughs> I can't do anything that cool. <laughs> no. That's a lot, man. Imagine how good they would be. Oh, you know what? I bet they'd be champs at Dance Dance Revolution. Are you fucking kidding me? He's the master. Reigning kings and queens. I'm the king of DDR. Bye. <laughs> you think you can challenge me? Nope. Nope. Sorry. I'm gonna I'm strike you and explode your eyeball. I actually just fucking blasted your DDR machine out of your house. Bye. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but they, of course, like, this hunting adaptation couldn't happen without their big, long, weird legs. So it's yeah. thought that this is an adaptation for their cool hunting method. But, of course, there's drawbacks to everything, right? Because old Chucky e. D doesn't let us get away with anything. Fuck you, D! <laughs> I always talk about him like he is, like, our creator. <laughs> he, is. he is! He is not. For anyone out there, just read a book. He's not. This is all satire. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think so. I read the Holy Bible the other day, and it was written by Charles Darwin himself. It says so. In the pencil that I scribbled on the cover. <laughs> I checked it out from the library. It's overdue. <laughs> I got but anywho, finds. There are, um, there's obviously drawbacks to, like, every adaptation every animal has. So they have this awesome way of stomping the shit out of their prey, but... Their big ass long legs means that they run kind of weird and slow. Oh. <laughs> also, if you break your leg, you're dead. And I feel like also, if you're like stomping <laughs> shit, like the capacity of like rolling your ankle or like stepping on like. snapping your leg in half. <laughs> or like stepping on like a nail, but like really hard. <laughs> <laughs> like a really pointy rock. They're like, no. Yeah. Or just like, I'm sure there's like little like um, pointy bushes and shit. What am I trying to say? shrubs like yeah sticks? just like a little like a little burr little thorn yes and you're kicking it at like ouchy car speeds and it's like inserted itself in your bird, bird foot now yeah that's not good mm. yeah I, uh, I want to talk about their babies oh i want to hear about their babies okay so when they eat their food if it's just them, they just eat it. Nice. That's a good place to be. <laughs> if they have babies, they gotta feed them babies. So, uh, the young are fed by both the male and the female. Love it. And they're fed the liquefied and regurgitated food, mostly insects, uh, directly into the young's mouth. So, mm. from mouth to mouth. The old M to M transfer. Once the baby grows up a little bit, though, the parents will regurgitate their food into the nest, and then the baby can eat it on their own so i love that building independence from the start so how did we get those babies in the first place right how does that happen like i said secretary birds are monogamous they form monogamous they pairs sex. they do do that but before they do that oh they gotta sweeten the pot a little bit they have a huge courtship display so all birds do like crazy courtship things they'll do like big aerial displays visual displays auditory displays they'll build nests like whatever birds are all about courtship showing off yeah, and the secretary birds are no different. They will do a aerial display where they soar high, and they will um, do different types of flight patterns, kind of intermixing with one another. And they'll do what's called a guttural croaking, which I just love as a visual. Them just like swooping around, being like, Ugh. I always <laughs> make guttural croaking 
If you know me, you know that I'm synonymous with the guttural croaking community. <laughs> That's actually the only way I know that you're around. I'm like, what is that? She's here. <laughs> she has She's arrived. somewhere nearby. Uh, but they'll do that, and then they will also head to the ground and do a visual display on the ground where they chase each other around with their wings up and stretched out, mm. a lot like how they do when they're chasing prey. So, like, the plumage on their head will also be extended and all beautiful and stuff, which is cute. And then they get down and dirty on the ground. Ew. But sometimes they do it up in the trees, but mostly on the ground. This is NC-17 now. It wasn't before for me saying the F word a bunch, but now it is. Now we're getting into it. It's a little bit risque. Uh, but then the male and female, for the most part, have a pretty even parental investment. The female, of course, does more because she always does. But they <laughs> will both build the nest. Um, and their nest can be massive. It can be upwards of eight feet wide. That's ridiculous. That's ex- oh. mm, that's excessive. And um, up to one foot deep. That's and like actually, I than just remembered... Yeah, it's pretty big. <laughs> I just remembered we actually had a, a listener write into us asking us to convert <gasps> things oh my God, into I'm the so metric glad I system. I already forgot, and I told her we would do it. Yes. Okay. So let me um, retcon a little bit. So, well, I guess I'll finish this. So eight feet wide is roughly two and a half meters, and one foot deep is roughly thirty centimeters. And then their weights um, are. But anywhere between 2.3 to 5 kicks. Also, I hope that was helpful to you. <laughs> yes, her name is Jess, and she's awesome. Thanks for listening. And I'm sorry that we're stupid, selfish Americans, and there's only, like, two other countries that literally use our stupid system. So, yeah, we're going to put kigs and stuff on now, which is yes. what, I mean, honestly, in zoos, whenever we're, like, recording anything, we do it in kigs anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, all of our animal weights I write down in kigs. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that was a great suggestion. Thank you for is bringing that best. to our attention. But anywho, they'll use like different types of um, sticks, shrubbery, feathers, sometimes uh, fur and droppings from other animals and cram it all in there and you got yourself a nest. But then Shove the female in. will lay anywhere between one to three eggs and they'll incubate for around 45 days by the female until they hatch. Nice. And then... Um, they will feed their young, of course, the regurgitated bits, and then they'll um, have them do a little bit on their own. Fledging for the secretary bird is kind of funny. Uh, a lot of birds, they just, like, boot you out of the nest, and that's yeah, definitely the bite. case with this bird, too. They're just like, you're old enough, see ya, good luck. But the fledging is accomplished when the chicks will jump out of the nest, and it said they use a semi-controlled fall um which is hilarious <laughs> semi controls that's how i feel about every aspect of my life like how was your day it was semi controlled <laughs> <laughs> it was semi controlled falling all fucking day pretty much all day but they'll just like crazy flap their wings until they reach the ground and hopefully they made it but yes. then after that the parents will take them on hunting expeditions and teach them how Aww. to hunt i know really cute mommy and daddy take me hunting mummy and then, okay, so given what you know about the secretary bird, what do you think its uh, conservation situation is? Well, seeing as you told me before, I should know, but I already forgot. So, vulnerable? <laughs> cool. Yep, it is vulnerable. Oh, fuck, good, yeah. Uh, so the just... first time, I said near-threatened, I think, didn't I? You did. Which was super yeah. close, so everyone, I got it right twice. <laughs> 
Two for two. <laughs> Everyone's keeping track of the points and who's going to win the podcast. That's what this is all about. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a competition from the start. Who's better? <laughs> you guys better vote for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> we split the votes uh, equally, so it doesn't fucking matter. True, true. Um, just a recap, I guess, in case this is your first episode or in case you <laughs> forgot, because why would you remember in case, unless you're in this business, but... The IUCN Red List is the, I guess, conservation status, like, database. Like, we, that's what we always go to for information. But it is on a sliding scale from least concerned all the way up to extinct. So your order increasing in extinct, or endangerment is least concerned, near threatened, vulnerable, endangered, critically endangered, extinct in the wild, and extinct. So these guys are on the lower end of the spectrum, but they're still classified as threatened. And they're under the vulnerable category. So that just means that there are significant threats in their habitat. They have shown a decrease in populations due to those threats. Mm. And researchers foresee an increase in those decrease. That doesn't make sense. They they <laughs> expect to see fewer secretary birds around gotcha. um, because of these threats. So unless action is taken, they could be... Um, Increased on that classification scale up to endangered. So it's kind of like the time for you to be like, oh shit, we're not doing great. Like we gotta fix, fix it. it. Fix it now yep. before it's too late. Kind of your, yeah, kind of your last chance to fix it. But they are considered vulnerable due to habitat loss. Deforestation is a big one. And then like all birds of prey, they are susceptible to um, poisoning due to different types of like no. lead and um, pesticides and stuff like that. I think we talked about that before as well, but... Well, if they fucking eat a beluga whale, toxic waste. So avoid the <laughs> Arctic, Secretary Bird. I think that will be manageable. <laughs> don't think they'll have an issue with that. Just keep it in mind. Mm-hmm. And we've talked... I know we talk a lot in these episodes about, like... <laughs> I know we talk a lot. <laughs> I know we talk a lot. That's it. Bye, guys. <laughs> Join us next week for us to talk more. But I know we talk a lot in these episodes about... Like, all of the threats that these exotic animals face. And I know one thing that I hear from guests a lot is it's, you know, helpful hearing about all these things, but it's hard to relate it to you as an everyday person. Like, mm. what can you actually do to help, like, the secretary bird or the beluga whale or, like, whatever? Um, unless you're, like, specifically donating money to, like, their conservation organization. Uh, well, today, which after work. Isn't always feasible. I went to the grocery store and bought Fruit Loops, and I said, uh... No thanks. I don't need a bag. And I carried out my box of Fruit Loops. Look at that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Or you so, can go and like when you go out to yeah. a restaurant or something <laughs> and someone brings you your drinks, you can ask for no straw. Yeah. That's a good thing to do. Or you can ask for no to-go container or bring ask your own. Ask for no plates. Just eat off the ground. If you can ask them to just scoop it into your hands or directly into your sloppy mouth. If you don't use silverware, it saves water and energy. So, mm-hmm. just don't eat. <laughs> if you could just lick off the street all the scum that's developed, <laughs> you're doing a good deed. And you're saving the secretary bird. <laughs> no, but, like, things like habitat loss and deforestation come from a lot of different things. And they affect us in a lot of different ways. But they are so remote to us that it can be hard to feel like you're actually making a difference for these animals. So, the thing that we always tell guests to do in all of our keeper talks and public outreach is a don't feel hopeless b do something something's better than nothing and c 
just understand that everything you do that takes care of the planet inherently takes care of the animals on it. So if you want to like hone in on a specific animal, that's great. If you want to donate money to an organization that helps that animal, that's great. Do that. But that's not reasonable for a lot of people. They don't have the extra cash to do it. So the best thing that they can do is take care of the planet. And in turn, the planet will take care of everything else, which is great. So just keep that in mind. Know that everything you do does make a difference. And you don't have to be like donating trillions of dollars to something or like going on these like on location conservation expeditions or yeah. I don't know, doing like rehab or anything. Like all those things are amazing. But if you can't do that, making small changes in your day-to-day life yeah. still help out the planet Buy and thus help out everything living on it. Those reusable Ziploc bags and make your lunch every day and put them in those little yeah. baggies. Bring your own water. Don't buy plastic water bottles. Yeah. Just refill that every day. Use a reusable travel mug. Try walking to work instead of driving. Try carpooling if you have to. Yeah. Try, I don't know. Lick that applesauce off the ground (laughs) instead of wasting a Tupperware container. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a lot of different things you can do. Um, And I think we've talked about a bunch of those before. But just know that everything you do that falls within that wheelhouse is Turn off the water when you brush your teeth. Or, hot take, don't brush your teeth. (laughs) Oh, 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 the most planet-friendly thing you can do. <laughs> uh, but a lot of deforestation, too, is because of the stuff that we use, products that we use every day, like wood-based products. So look for those that have, like, the Forestry Stewardship Council logo on them. Or, um, you know, look at the ways in which you use palm oil in your day-to-day life. Like, all those different things affect tons of animals. So When you die, have that coffin that, like, turns you into a tree. Oh, that's the dream. You know my tree would be uprooted by some, like, dick squirrel, though. (laughs) I just want to be, like, fed out to, like, an animal. That seems cruel. What? Why? I mean, like, I'm dead. But, like, what if they don't like you and they're just like, I have to eat her. Oh, they're going to fucking like me. (laughs) I'm going to juice myself up. (laughs) Have you seen me? I've always told the people in my life that when I die, I want my... I want to be cremated, and I want to be ground into a fine, fine powder and made into flour, and I want to be baked into bread for all of them to eat. Okay, so here's the thing. There's a movie. I think I've told – I think every time you bring this up, I bring up the movie Ginger Dead Man or Ginger Dead Man 2, Passion of the the Crust, or Ginger Dead Man 3, Saturday Night Cleaver. Oh, that's good. Gary Busey kills everybody, and then his mom sends his ashes to the bakery where he got arrested, and then they bake <laughs> him into a fucking gingerbread man, and then he kills everyone else as a gingerbread man. Okay, but- and that's like, gonna I'm be not, you! I'm not going around killing people. But it's gonna turn you into a villain. It's the baking process that does it. No, I think it was the fact that he was a murderer beforehand. Maybe it's because it's Gary Busey. One person who does brush his teeth is him, because he's got big teeth- <laughs> He'd have to, otherwise they'd fall out. Uh, I wish we didn't talk about Gary Busey so much. <laughs> Yet, that wish will never be granted. <laughs> um, Here's just something that I've been staring at the whole time we've been podcasting. I googled Secretary Bird feet because yeah. I had a hunch that okay. they're weird and they are. Tell me, Watson, what was your hunch? Well, I'm just thinking like, it probably has, like, a club foot. <laughs> a little bit. And, yeah, they don't have, like, really elongated toes like a stork or a crane would have. They really have, like, little nubby feet. 
Well, they, I don't think they would do too well, like, striking if they had big toes get in the way. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Fly I'm fly out sa- of your control. I'm not saying that I, like, wish they did it. I'm just saying they do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I appreciate them for their club feet. Cool. Yeah, they got cute little toes. They made, like, this, a really good foot model. This Nah, if you Google Secretary Birdfeet, the first picture that comes up is one covered in blood, and, like, I've been staring at the middle toe of the one on the right so long, it looks like a big human toe. <laughs> oh, no. Please, please look. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, oh. The middle toe oh. of the left foot. Just look at, like, the nail part. Oh, it does look like a, it looks like, um, like a grandma nail. <laughs> yeah, just like a troll toe. I excuse you, do not equate grandmas <laughs> to trolls. Too late. That was Flora, it wasn't me. <laughs> Just know I love um, grandmas. I'm sorry, this is not Flora anymore, this is Serpentarius. <laughs> you're, you're oh, that's it. right. <laughs> the evil version. <laughs> I forgot, I am so sorry. But uh, there are a number of secretary birds living in zoological facilities. Yay! I do have... Uh, a note here about the Oklahoma City Zoo. In 1986, they had the first successful rearing of a secretary bird Yay. in human care, which was pretty recent, 1986. Yeah, um, but they. So I mentioned earlier that the secretary birds will build their nests in the acacia trees in the wild, and obviously at Oklahoma City Zoo, they don't have like a bunch of acacia trees sitting around. So um, they had, or they gave the birds different options of where they wanted to nest, and the birds that lived there chose the ground. But because of that, and because it opened, potentially left their eggs open to local predation um, by like mammals in the area, the zoo staff pulled the eggs from the nest each time they were laid, and then incubated them and hatched them at a safe location. So nice. they were able to like make modifications to make it work. And they um, probably gave the birds whose eggs were taken dummy eggs so they could still incubate and go through the process oh yeah i feel like that's something a lot of people don't know why don't you go into that a little bit um so we give them a dummy egg so that (laughs) they can go through the process plus if you take a bird's eggs and you don't leave them with anything they might clutch again and it's like a huge calcium deposit trying to like lay a fucking egg so if these birds are just like trying to clutch again and, like, make another baby, it could be, like, pretty harmful for them. They could get, like, egg-bound and all sorts of other horrible things. I don't know. It's just not good. So you take their eggs and you swap it. You give them another one. They can sit on that plastic one forever. And they get all cozy and they're like, ooh, I'm doing it. And then the baby bird comes back and they're like, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) I did it right. (laughs) He's my bird. Man, we're, like, we're on that egg kick, man. It's all about the egg. All about that egg. Isn't that just the way it is? I mean, we got eggs in us just because we don't pop them out. Mammals got egg. Fish got egg. I think the the egg came first. I think you're right. I think it just popped out one day. Did I ever tell you that, like, okay, one time in biology in college, I made this joke. (laughs) It's not going to be funny. I'm going to tell it anyway. Um, Our professor asked, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And me being just, like, the most obnoxious person, I said the Archaeopteryx. (laughs) Great. (laughs) The, like, bird, the first dinosaur that could, like, soar. Did you get an A plus and the professor clapped and everyone, like, everyone was up on their shoulders No, I actually literally just whispered it to the person sitting next to me and he cackled, but that was, I wasn't that obnoxious. Cool. Yeah, actually (laughs) I got a standing ovation and he wrote a book about me and also I became the professor. And you and I was the professor the whole time. 
Ah. <laughs> oh. Um, so then, let's see here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, the secretary bird is widely admired in Africa. And They're here actually... by me. Oh, yeah. Same here. We're totally in the secretary bird fan club. But uh, all throughout Africa, well, not all, in most of Africa, um, it's it's in a lot of, like, cultural um, symbols, like because flags. Because it kicks the and, shit out of snakes. Yeah, it, plus it looks cool as hell. You have to love it or else it's going to kick the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah, it looks really cool. Um, it's the emblem of Sudan, and it also features prominently on the coat of arms of South Africa. I do want to talk about secretary birds in popular culture because they're a surprising number. So first off, there was a little Disney movie from like this, I don't know, I don't know, a long time ago. I'm not even going to guess the date. <laughs> Bedknobs and Broomsticks? Have y'all seen it? No, I don't think I have. Okay, well, there's a scene with a secretary good? bird. And yeah, he looks amazing. Look at him. And, uh, he actually, like, he's just like a little, like, squat little dude. and rotund. Um, Actually, if you go to the Disney wiki, he has a full page, like, of him for, like, all the characters and stuff. But uh, it shows you, it gives you a lot of detail about these characters. First off, his alignment is neutral. <laughs> um, his likes are being smart. One thing he dislikes is when his boss is upset with him. Jeez Louise. And then, spoiler alert, his fate is that he has his clothes blown off by the king's roar, leaving only his tie. <laughs> he gets naked. And then there's also a game, our new favorite game, Kimono Friends, that has, I don't know, what's it called? The Secretary Bird? What are we still talking about? <laughs> I want to die. I don't know. <laughs> Guys, today has been, and by today, I mean this entire episode has been a nightmare. Now this, we're on take three. This is another nightmare. day, another dumpster fire. <laughs> it's taken three days. I just like sent you the file to the beginning of this episode, and it's like, cursed Secretary Bird cursed episode 666 fuck me (laughs) (laughs) very cool that's how i feel about this oh we're so close to the end too i'm just trying to talk about this bird and like that's it again (laughs) this bird is like you will not cover me in an episode i am best left in the grave (laughs) anywho it's in this game it's a game it looks cool and then I forgot what I was gonna. <laughs> the other thing I was even mentioning. You said like a um, game. Yeah, kimono. Oh, that's right, kimono friends. Already covered that. God, I swear to God, if I have to like <laughs> mention anything else, that this goddamn bird is in. Uh, it's like the ring of movies, um, or of birds. Oh my God. Anywho, Agritsuko, that freaking show on Netflix, yes. the one, that cartoon one with the red panda. Yeah, it's in that. There's Secretary Bird. She looks amazing. She's best She's friends a with a gorilla. Yeah. Done. Done and done. So good. That's it. Hit me with a TLDL before I cut off my own ear. <laughs> great, great, great. Secretary Bird. It's an African mostly terrestrial bird of prey. It has crazy legs. It's got um, a cool hunting style. They form monogamous pairs. It stomps the shit out of all of its prey and eats it. Oh my god, my are god just fucking, exploded. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I just exploded into this room. That scared me so much. Anywho, uh, this fucking episode, man. Um, I it it's popular in media. Africa loves it. 
Uh, I just, I don't know. Oh, there was this really cool thing I forgot to mention earlier. It, the reason it's called Secretary Bird in the first place is that in the 1800s, when Europeans first saw it, uh, it, there was a, a very common occupation at the time of a secretary, male secretaries, and they had a uniform of, like, black pantaloons, like, mid-calf pantaloons, and then, like, a gray overcoat and, like, I don't know, quill pens sticking out the back of their head, and that's the uniform, and they saw the bird, and they're like, it looks like Jerry, our secretary, like, there he is, (laughs) we're gonna name that the secretary bird, and that's that, that's why it was called that, that's it, that's my TLDL, I'm trying to finish before a meteor strikes me, or something. Or something. Okay, well, now that we're recording a day later, I have more names to add to my curse that I was chanting at the beginning. So thank you, more people who have nominated us for the BuzzFeed podcast that you should listen to in 2019. Megan A., Rachel W., Hannah G., Aaron E., and Kyla J. Thank you for joining the top-tier AAA team members. Uh, For the rest of you, you still have time. You still have four days. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, God, this is over. The secretary bird is Satan, and it's not allowing us to speak about it. (laughs) This is confirmed. This is now confirmed. (laughs) Another conspiracy in the books. If you never hear from us again, it's because we're dead in this podcast, and this bird killed us. Yeah, this was great, guys. because I got so angry, I just, like, punched my computer. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very real threat. Either Uh, or. That's it. That's it. Bye, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. We're sorry this is late. Bye. <laughs> Stay grimy. My name is Soul Serpentinia. Bye. <laughs> Wait, Serpentine? What is it? I forgot it now. Bye. Bye. Just. <laughs> Bye.